0: The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, by now, you've heard of the ketogenic diet. That's the diet where you use your fat for energy instead of sugar. And there are some unique challenges for women when they are in ketosis. So listen close and find out all you need to know. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, we are happy to welcome back Dr. Linda Marquez to the show. Dr. Linda is a chiropractic wellness doctor that has been practicing since 1993. She's also a wellness educator, certified nutritionist, and a personal fitness trainer. And we welcome her back to the Mother's Market podcast. Dr. Linda, how are you? Yeah. Great. It's good to be here. It's great to see you. Mm. And you always look great. Oh, thank you. Why don't you fill our audience in a
1: little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic? Oh, absolutely. I help women, primarily women in my practice, um, usually find the root cause of the health problem and give them natural drugless solutions and as um, we'll be talking about keto today, we use the keto template to help a lot of the women that we work with. And as your hat says, keto lifestyle for women. Yes. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. So what is the keto diet? Well, the keto diet, I don't even like to use the word diet, but diet, the keto diet, it's a high fat, low carb diet. And so the way that looks is people usually think it's a high protein, but it's about 70% fat and I'd say about 15% protein and 5 to 10% carbs. So we do it a little bit different with women because I say women are different. So we've got to approach it a little bit different. And, and you said
0: you don't like to use the word diet, but it is more of a lifestyle, isn't it? It is, yes, training.
1: absolutely.
0: And so what is the goal of the keto lifestyle?
1: The huge goal for that, most of us are sugar burners instead of fat burners and It's a person that's constantly craving sweets and breads and pastas, popcorn, and they seem like they have to eat like every two to three hours. And you have this relationship with food, like, I have to eat, I got to eat, I have to eat. And you want to go from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. And when you start eating high fat, low carb, you switch your fuel source. That's one of the great things about about eating this way because you get rid of your sugar cravings, you start having a great relationship with food. So the end goal, as I explained to a lot of the ladies, is I want you to look at food as fuel and we want to get you from being sugar dependent to fat dependent.
0: And is there um, we just talked to somebody about talking
1: about good fats and bad fats? Yes yes, I think that's the biggest mistake people are afraid with trying this this um, way of eating because they think oh no it's the it's the fats I'm gonna gain weight I'm going to have heart disease and you got to look at the different types of fat the fats that I recommend for the keto template or eating plan or you know your healthy fats like olive oil coconut oil avocado oil from nuts and seeds primarily like walnuts Brazil nuts um, and even coconut anything coconut so you're looking more of at those type of fats I think most of the fats people confuse are getting confused with is is like especially your pork rinds
0: (laughs) a lot of pork rinds
1: right with keto it's like you're eating bacon and, and pork rinds and and a lot of cheese and that's not, I don't advocate that with the women. It's about let's eat a lot of the plant-based healthy fats and a lot of the healthy proteins with the healthy fats, for instance, like the grass-fed um, beef, um, chicken, turkey, lamb, bison, and pastured-raised eggs. So you're getting a lot of your proteins from, from those sources, some of your fats from those sources as well, and you go more of the lower carb with vegetables, so a lot of vegetables and we say a handful of fruits like berries, lemons, limes, and um, avocado. Of course, is a vegetable as well. And one of my favorite is just even grapefruit. Oh wow, well, you're making me hungry. <laughs> do you have? Do you offer um, recipes or do you t- teach people? We do, yes. Because we primarily work with women, I try to just simplify it for them mm-hmm. and have their. Um, Have them look at, like, a list of all the healthy fats. Have them look at the proteins and and break it down for them. Like, a really easy example um, I I explain is, okay, we're going to get you from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. This is how we do it. You're going to have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You're going to have three meals. And in those meals, you're going to have some protein, and you're going to have some fat, and then you're going to sprinkle in the carbs. So the way that looks would basically be your protein is the size of a deck of cards so that will give you a visual of what your protein looks like and if you have three three to four um of those sources of protein that looks like a deck of cards that's going to be primarily from your meats your that's going to be your protein and some of your fats the fish looks more like the size of a uh, we say a checkbook Mm. so that way you don't you're not eating really really high protein and then your fats you add in like three scoops of, or three tablespoons, like of either olive oil, coconut oil, macadamia nut oil. Mm -hmm. So you just add those three fats at each meal, and you're already getting some fats from your animal protein. And then, of course, we don't want to leave out our carbohydrates and our vegetables because you want to eat healthy, real food. So usually that looks like two to three cups of vegetables at each meal. Even at breakfast, they can just have um, spinach as their base and then add some fats on their eggs. On spinach tastes great. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's
0: just a different way of looking at your yes. food and and how it's being presented. Absolutely, and avocados too. Yes, with that.
1: avocados and olives, and some olives, and there are some healthy fats as well. What
0: is um, there's something that uh, has come up a, a couple of times today. MCT oil. Yes, what is the that?
1: medium chain triglycerides. So that comes from coconut oil, and that actually it, it burns up faster. So we say that's like fuel for the brain that just you feel that right away. So you have a long chain triglycerides and medium chain triglycerides and you could see that the medium chain is more of a liquid. It doesn't ever get um, solid whereas the coconut oil is a salt, it's solid because it has a combination of both those types the long chain, and the medium chain triglycerides.
0: Okay, thank you for explaining that. <laughs> so, um, going back to some, what are some of the benefits then for the uh, keto?
1: The Good. biggest benefit is sugar cravings. You get away from all the sugar cravings, your addictions to the carbs, to the, the breads, the cookies, the pastas, the candy. You have just a better relationship with food. You don't have to eat every two or three hours. You're not getting those, like I said, those those crashes from not eating or hangry. You know, it's like, I'm hungry right now, so don't talk to me. So that's another benefit. Your brain, your brain just feels really lit up, and your aches and pains. A lot of people that have a lot of um, aches and pains because of the high-fat diet, uh, they do phenomenal. That's one of the biggest things that that has helped me as i see as we were talking earlier that because of the commute sometimes that i make from arizona to california i can drive and when i stop i don't hurt anymore like in the past i would be achy getting out of the car i'm like oh my gosh i feel like an old person and <laughs> i don't i don't feel that anymore and it's great to be able to wake up in the morning and not have any pain and i'm in my fifth decade of life so to wake up with no pain Right. Uh, that's pretty amazing, especially when I see people in their twenties, thirties, and forties that mm-hmm. are waking up with pain every day.
0: Well, that's good. What, how long does it take for that keto lifestyle to take effect for those the benefits to, to, to kick take effect? in? Yeah,
1: if you follow it the way I teach it, is it usually takes between two to three weeks. By the fourth week, you're feeling pretty awesome. You know, you transition and you don't want to go too low carb right away, so we usually start. Uh, our patients, our clients, anywhere from about 70 grams of carbs. So what does that look like? As I mentioned, like salads, um, a cup of strawberries, maybe for lunch or a snack at dinner. So it's like a couple uh, servings of fruit. So you're not really getting a whole lot of carbs. You are getting them primarily from your vegetables, and then they just start titrating them down. Even like sweet potatoes is a good example of oh. some healthy carbs.
0: Well, that's true. That, that's, and that's uh, Okay, thank you for saying that. What about, um, like, um, also I've heard about the grass-fed butter. Is that yes. okay to use?
1: Yes, the grass-fed butter, you definitely want to go with the grass-fed butter, for sure. Um, I have seen that, uh, well, one of the biggest changes that I have seen, especially when I work with women, I don't really encourage them to consume any dairy products at least for the first month because I want them to feel good. If they feel great... I, st- I let them. I say, okay, now you can have some, uh, some dairy, some cheese, but I want it to be grass-fed. I want it to be maybe raw cheese. I don't want it to be like the—I don't even want to name a store brand, but uh, you know, cheese that's really not that clean and healthy because most of us have problems digesting cheese. And the biggest thing I see with women because of the high autoimmune conditions that we see a lot of women with. It just creates more inflammation. Mm-hmm. So there's a term for that called dirty keto is when you eat a lot of the dairy products. Oh, So you really? have to be really careful with that.
0: And so that's why you say for the first month, no
1: dairy. I recommend no dairy. Yeah, okay. no cheese. Butter, most people do well with butter.
0: But uh, it's a good way to cleanse out. In the mm-hmm. keto diet, uh, we also hear a lot about macros. What are macros yes. and,
1: and why are they so important? So the macros would be your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. And as we mentioned, the, the, the biggest thing, of course, is the fats, the, the 70% to 80% fat and, and about 15% protein and 5 to 10% uh, carbohydrates. So And the proteins are primarily animal products. Your fats can be plant-based. It's like the olive oil, any of your oils, um, and your nuts and seeds. Chia seeds, those are great. I don't know if you've had those, but those are some... They have fat in there. They have a little protein in there as well, and even the hemp hearts.
0: That's what we... Okay, we've been talking about uh, the chia seeds and flax seeds as well. Absolutely, and flax seeds, yes. So what... What consists of, uh, you've been talking a little bit about some of the foods, mm-hmm. so um, walk me through a day. Or um, I come to you, I'm okay. new. Um, what would you, so you've just said no dairy. Mm-hmm. What would be the first recommendation that you would say? I've heard, uh, so DMF. I so, love dairy. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's going to be hard for me.
1: So usually when, when they're first starting, I have them, I say, okay, you can have like some grass-fed um food that's been prepared properly for one, but like eggs, Okay. pastured raised eggs. Okay. They can have like chicken sausage. I love Applegate chicken mm. sausage. And I you know, they can have a couple of eggs, a couple of uh, pieces of, of sausage. That would be a great breakfast if they want coffee. The big thing is the fatty coffee, the keto coffee, where you can put some butter, some MCT oil. I like to put a little bit of coconut cream, mm. and there whip whip so it's like a cappuccino. That's mm. so like a good breakfast, a lot of fat there, and it keeps you pretty satiated. Lunchtime would be, once again, like two or three handfuls of vegetables on a plate, I have some chicken on there, maybe some steak, some fish, a burger. And then I have them put like maybe a couple tablespoons of, let's say, olive oil, a little bit of lemon in there. I like to add a little bit of toasted coconut, shredded coconut, just to give it a little mm. bit more of a, of a taste and flavor. And dinner's pretty much the same thing. And you'll, you'll be surprised how satiated you are and how energetic you feel.
0: And how do um, so that does that sounds good uh, what how do I know it's working
1: Well one you'll start feeling the energy go up mm-hmm. that's one way you will feel that you're not as hungry there's also a way where you can check if you're in what's called ketosis to see that if your body is actually burning ketones um, and using that as a fuel source so there's a couple different ways that are the more popular ways one is actually, the via urine and in the little pee strips, <laughs> and that's usually pretty good to check the first few weeks. And as long as you see it has that darker purple color, you you know that you're in ketosis or using ketones as your fuel source. Or you can also use a ketone meter, which you basically so I see prick your finger, put a little blood on the strip, and it measures anywhere from 0.5 to 3.0 are the numbers that you'll see and that'll tell you that you're in ketosis. Oh,
0: and thank you for explaining that because I hear these terms and I'm like how do I know what <laughs> I'm, when I'm in ketosis? How do you do you measure that on a daily basis?
1: You don't. In the beginning, I do have them check a lot of the ladies. I do have them check usually after 2 weeks, not in, not for and not in the very beginning, but I say usually within 2 weeks, 3 to 4 weeks you're going to know if you're in ketosis or not, not only that, you can at least check. And if you see that you're registering ketones, you get a feeling for it. So you don't always have to check it. But intuitively as women, we pick up on a lot of things, right? Right, right. <laughs> so we'll have that good feeling. And, yes, yeah, exactly.
0: And, uh, this is great information. And um, we have to take a quick break, but more with uh, Dr. Linda Marquez when we come back. Stay with us. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market Sources' organic and non-GMO small bags
1: Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And SolarAe delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy SolarAe at Mother's Market today.
0: Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast, and we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. Okay, and now back to our interview with uh, chiropractic wellness doctor, Linda Marquez. And we're talking about the ketogenic lifestyle for women. A lot of great information. And um, Dr. Linda, we were just talking about why we want to eat more vegetables and what are the best veggies
1: to eat on the keto lifestyle. Yes, yeah, so at the keto lifestyle, I think you need to have a lot of vegetables. I know you hear that you shouldn't eat a lot of vegetables because of the high carb content. But I think that we it's kind of gone overboard with that. I recommend that they have, of course, lots of green leafy vegetables, definitely cruciferous vegetables. Some of your cruciferous vegetables are like broccoli, cauliflower, uh, kale, brussels sprouts. But then others are afraid, well, they have carbs and we don't want to go over our carbs count. But I said, no, there's a lot of benefits to having cruciferous vegetables. Of course, they're very, um, say, protective for for cancer, anti-cancerous benefits. However, I have seen a lot in the practice working with women because they have a lot of digestive issues that they, when they eat these type of cruciferous vegetables that they actually get a lot of bloating. So I tell them, well, cook it. And when you cook it, you actually get more benefits from from the raw vegetables or the raw cruciferous vegetables. There's something called sulforaphane in there. And when you cook it, it gets the, it's actually, you minimize the benefits. However. When you cook it, you've got to add some brown mustard seed powder. That actually brings back the benefits of something called myrosinase. And it's an enzyme that's required to make that sulforaphane, which has the anti-cancerous benefits. Hmm. So it's pretty neat. It's like, well, now you can eat more vegetables and they're cooked and it's easier on your digestive tract. Plus, you're getting additional anti cancerous benefits, especially for women. We need that, Mm -hmm. and also to help metabolize the estrogen.
0: Wow. That's, I was going to say trifecta, but then you just add that. Yes. The, the, <laughs> yes. Well, wow, that's great. Uh, you also mentioned a, a quick recipe, too, that you like, the sweet potato fries in the coconut oil. That yes. sounds really good. Yes, one of
1: my little treats yeah. is I just chop up the, the sweet potato, have make my little sweet potato fries in a little bit of coconut oil, a little bit of cinnamon, and mm-hmm. sea salt. It's amazing. That's yeah. my treat. Okay. I'm going to look that one up. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's my little treat now, too.
0: One <laughs> uh, of the common mistakes of being on the keto.
1: The, the biggest mistake that I find that women will make is they're not eating enough food they're not eating enough real food so we were talking earlier that a lot of times with the ketogenic type of diet I like to call it more of a lifestyle I say just eat real food make sure that it's healthy food I like them to choose grass-fed beef pastured raised um, you know eggs and chicken that has no hormones fish that's wild cod and more of the healthier fats none of the the fats that are we say the what's the, the proper term for that? The commercially based ones, so stick to the olive oils, macadamia oils, look for extra virgin olive oil for one, um, unrefined coconut oils. You want to get the healthy fats, not the canola oil, none of those those oils that we see a lot in at the stores and, and recipes. So the other thing that I see a lot of mistakes is they do high dairy, and, uh, and dairy is very inflammatory for people. So I recommend stay away from the dairy. Another mistake that they usually make is they go too low carb when they start. So one of the things that you can do so you avoid that keto flu and you don't feel sick is not to go too low carb, but also make sure that you're maybe having like a cup of bone broth in the mornings or in between meals. Um, add some sea salt to your to your water that's one of the things I do first thing in the morning is add some sea salt to the water and I drink that those are some of the big mistakes that I see and then they just don't eat enough so that's why I have them kind of get an idea what does the meal size what protein looks like and Make sure that you're having vegetables at each meal as well.
0: The um, Adding the, the sea salt to the water?
1: Does f- it's for the minerals, yes, because when you go on this type of eating plan, you start to lose a lot of water because you're having less carbohydrates. So you're losing a lot of minerals, minerals. and electrolytes, and that's one way to get them back in there. You can also take... Um, electrolytes and minerals to do that i said if you use some great sea salt like redmond sea salt love that i just put it in sprinkle in my water and i drink that
0: okay and then what about the keto flu can you talk a little bit about that i've heard that yes
1: yes the keto flu is when they go to they're they're going from the fuel source of using fat uh, excuse me uh, sugar is fuel instead of fat is fuel. So you're transitioning from letting go of the sugar into the fat and the body's going through an, ad, an adaptation phase. So we avoid that by not going too low carb and kind of titrating in that and and adding the sea salt and the bone broth and, you as I mentioned, some minerals as well.
0: Okay. Um, so sh- should women do this differently um, about Menopausal women, you kind of talked a little bit about, but everybody's different. So yes. Let's talk about lifestyles. Yes. So and...
1: this is great for postmenopausal women because our hormones aren't fluctuating as much. Your estrogen and progesterone aren't fluctuating as much. So women that have gone through menopause, they do amazing. They don't have the, the challenges when a woman that's still cycling, because if a woman is still cycling and they want to get pregnant, You've got to make sure that you're doing this a little bit differently, because in the beginning of their cycle, their estrogen and progesterone is changing. In the middle of their cycle, it's when they get the possibility of getting pregnant. So you want to make sure that you're eating enough of the healthy fats and and even a little bit more carbs during that time. And then in the latter half of the cycle is when you wanna make sure that they're eating more of the cleansing vegetables as we talked about, like the cruciferous vegetables. So it's a little bit of a different approach and when I work with some of the women that are still cycling, we actually go a little bit higher carb with them versus a woman that's in menopause They're pretty stable, so it's easier to work with them.
0: Yeah, because they're not having to. Yes, the 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 dips going
1: up and down, up and down with with the cycle. They're more predictable. What are some of the downsides of the keto diet and lifestyle? I think one of the biggest downsides, especially I personally have seen this, is you you're not hungry, Mm. so you don't eat as much, and then you're lacking the proper vitamins, minerals, and the um, nutrients and cofactors that you need for the different physiological processes in the bodies to occur. So I started losing my hair because I wasn't eating enough food. I was just like, I'm not hungry. And I just wouldn't eat. And I do hear that a lot with women. So I want to make sure that that they're taking a multivitamin want to make sure that they're having enough food and kind of visualizing what does what does it look like for me to have enough vitamins minerals and proteins throughout the day that's where we talked about the making sure that you know it's a deck of cards your protein at right. least three times a day and in addition getting your vitamins and minerals and i think another issue another downside Um, with keto is when you're eating too much of the dairy products because they can be inflammatory or people that are eating a lot of the pork rinds or having bacon every single day it's like you got to change it up a little bit and kind of like
0: everything right
1: yes a little bit of variety and and it's okay it's not it's it's this is a template so diet is just such a negative connotation, thinking, like, I could never have this in my life. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily true. Can you stay on it too long, or should
0: you back off and adjust I it? have.
1: I cycle, and I, I get I wouldn't say even get off of it. It's just like if I want to have maybe some pasta or something, I will. Or if I want to have some rice, I will. Maybe once a month I'll do that. So I, I don't even like to call it a diet.
0: So that's my, my next question. Do you have to be in ketosis all the time? But like when you work with women that are You're, just...
1: you're in and out of ketosis and the body adapts very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think after a year of doing this, it's so easy to get back into ketosis. It's just like training for a marathon. In the beginning, it's really, really difficult, right. and then by the end of a year, it's just like you're in good shape, and mm-hmm. and you don't have to train as hard. And even if you take a day or two off, it's really it's easy for you to get back on track. And your mm-hmm. muscles
0: recognize that, or your body will recognize. Absolutely,
1: yes. Who's the, who is this not for? Women that are pregnant. So you don't want to start this if you're pregnant. Definitely, I've seen women that have been doing this type of eating plan and they get pregnant, they usually do okay women that have an issue with like a lot of body image, especially the women that are anorexics, like this is not something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you have to be really careful with those. And of course, even a lot of the younger, the younger kids, they're growing right now. So you want to make sure that you're not restricting their carbohydrates too much, but that you have a balance with that. And I speak that from experience having a teenage daughter. So mm-hmm. just feeding them really, you know, real good food.
0: That's a good point. And what are some guidelines for women to follow to start the ketogenic diet um, lifestyle without all of the gadgets?
1: I think one of the best ways is just making sure that you have a visual of going back to, okay, my deck of cards, that's that's what my protein looks like, or my little checkbook, that's what my protein looks like. Fats, I'm adding three three tablespoons of fat at every meal. So you're getting a lot of fat right there in addition to what you're getting in the protein. Two to three handfuls of your vegetables, preferably three times a day if you can, if not at least twice a day. So those are some real basics that you can go to. And it's really easy if you just do it that way. That way you're not counting macros and and have to Use like a, there's a lot of apps out there that you can just start tracking your macros. I would recommend that if you're not seeing the changes after a month, and in at least you get an idea what your exact macros are.
0: And that's a good point too, and it's also accountability too. Probably, absolutely, right? yeah. To-
1: I think that's one of the biggest things is having an accountability partner. There's a lot of groups on Facebook having that accountability. I mean, I teach a class, and there's women in there, and the first thing is pick your accountability partner who's going to be your accountability partner because it's easier for us not to do something than to do something Mm -hmm. and if I had to call you every morning and say, okay, this is what I did, or took a picture of the food I ate for the day and sent it to you, that's accountability. It is, have got to be true to my word, right?
0: Right, right, and moving forward. So, um, well, this is really interesting information, and thank you for expanding it out and telling us uh, what this looks like. So, um, yeah, and I love your hat. I'm oh, going to ask. Well, thank you. I have to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> but uh, thanks for your time. We look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, you can get more information on Dr. Linda. And the website is drlindamarquez.com. Thanks so much, and we look forward to your next visit. Thank you. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.